Hi everyone and welcome to the Feel Your Bowl podcast. Each week I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self-love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your 20s and healing your relationship with food, exercise and your body and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and remember, what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now go do it. Hi everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode. It has been a hot minute since I have been in front of the mic. Well, I say that it's been a couple of weeks, so it hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been a really long time. And to be honest, I'm kind of (laughs) procrastinating. My gosh, I'm struggling with that word. I'm procrastinating this morning. When I should have been studying, I actually planned out today's podcast episode. Uh, I'm currently I'm currently studying nutrition. If you don't know that, I have a number of exams and coursework coming up. So all of my attention right now is just going into studying. And yeah, in April, I have decided after my final exam to put the last six months on hold again. And I did this last year and it was a big step for me to do this because when I first started studying, which was a couple of years ago now, I was so desperate to finish the course as soon as possible. I wanted it done in two years. And that's what I was telling everyone. It was a three-year course and I was saying, I'll get it done in two. And that was the plan. But, you know, life happens, things get in the way and I want to enjoy my summer. I don't want to be stuck indoors studying 24-7, which is what I do pretty much for the whole of winter and I work full time as well. So I want to enjoy my summer. I want to, I'm, I'm living in Vancouver, I'm from England and yes, I just, I want to be out there hiking, exploring, doing all the fun things, enjoying the sun. So that is where I am at. And I do think when I when I put my studying on hold, that is when I am going to start taking on clients as well. So I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode that I am putting a three month program together. And I would also just start taking on clients for one to one coaching. So if that is something you are interested in, stay tuned, because I'm going to announce it. Probably it probably will be in May, I will announce uh, some further information on that. And if you don't follow me already, go and follow my Instagram account is at fill your bowl underscore I will also put it in the show notes but I will have all of the information going to my Instagram account so go and follow me over there and yeah let's dive into today's podcast episode which is on six signs that you are ready to start healing your relationship with food so number one is that you are exhausted and you are fed up from dieting all of the time Maybe you are someone who has been on multiple yo-yo diets. Maybe you are constantly trying every single diet under the sun and you are just exhausted from it all. You're exhausted from thinking about food 24-7. You're exhausted 
about letting food control your life and you're exhausted about how you just feel about food all of the time. And you just have this really disordered relationship with food where maybe you're labeling food as good versus bad. And then you are feeling incredibly guilty and ashamed and anxious when you do eat foods that you are putting into the bad category. Maybe you are just fed up about how you feel about your body and how you let the way you're perceiving your body dictate what you eat that day. Maybe you are ready to take back your control because the control that you think you have through dieting is not real control. The real control lies in having the freedom to choose the foods that you want to eat and to feed your body whatever food it is craving in that moment. That is where the true control lies. That is where the freedom lies. So maybe you want that and you want to feel confident in your own skin and you want to feel confident in your food choices. And maybe you want to be able to eat a donut without it turning into a binge and without it feeling like you are losing all control and without it feeling like you are going into the fuck it effect and telling yourself, fuck it, I will start my diet again on Monday. I will start my diet again tomorrow. Tonight, I will just eat all of the food because tomorrow I will start again. I will be back on my diet and everything will be okay. Maybe you are fed up of this binge restrict cycle that you are currently in. And maybe you keep telling yourself just one more diet, just one more diet. And then I will start healing my relationship with food. And so my question to you is, what makes this diet so special? This final diet that you are telling yourself you're going to go on, what makes it so special? What makes it so different from all of the other diets that you have tried and failed in the past? Because all of, if all of these other diets haven't worked for you in the past, what makes you think that this one is now going to? What makes this new diet, this final diet you are going to try so special? Because statistics show that 95% of diets don't work. So why is this one any different? And you can try telling yourself that you will have more willpower this time. But willpower, it doesn't stand a chance against biology. And when you are restricting food and certain food groups, your body is going to start pumping out hormones and neurotransmitters to get you to eat. This is biology like this is only normal when your body is feeling restricted from something that it wants and that it needs it is going to pump out those hormones to get you to eat it so your willpower doesn't stand a chance against biology so it has nothing to do with your willpower and everything to do with your biology and your genetics and your environment as well So if everything I've just said sounds like you, you are ready. You are ready to start this journey to healing your relationship with food. Number two, you've built awareness of your disordered eating behaviors and you want to have a normal relationship with food, but you don't know where to start. But one thing you do know is that you are ready to start challenging your limiting beliefs. Maybe you've been in therapy for some time now and it's been great for you. You've been able to discuss your trauma, figure out what your triggers are and figure out why you have this disordered relationship with food, but you are feeling mentally stuck. You're feeling like you are in a place where you need something else. You need that 
that one thing that is going to take you that one step further. Like therapy has been great, but it's not getting you to the the final hurdle. It's not getting you or over that final hurdle. It's not getting you to that place where where you really want to be and where you have this normal relationship with food. So maybe you know what you need to do to heal your relationship with food. You know the tools, but you were struggling to put them into practice. And you need that extra support. And coaching can give you that. Coaching is a great way to work with someone on the practical steps and to have a deeper relationship with that person as well. Because when you hire a coach, they can do these things with you and they will hold you accountable as well. So maybe you do know what you need to do, but you just need someone to hold you accountable and do it with you. Maybe, maybe you need to kind of sit together and eat that pizza together while you have your coach kind of talk you through it and give you that extra push. It can be so easy to read all the books, look at all the content online, like research everything to do with healing your relationship with food. But that that's the easy part, like building that awareness and learning about the disordered eating. That is the easy part. The harder part is putting it into practice. So having someone there to walk you through it every step of the way and be there to hold you accountable is so vital and it can really help push your healing journey forward. Okay, so number three, maybe you see other people having a normal relationship with food and you think to yourself, I really wish I was like them. This used to be me. I used to look at my sister. So for an example, my sister, she has a very normal and healthy relationship with food, whereas I did not. I had a very disordered relationship with food growing up. And I would look at her and get so jealous and think to myself, why can she eat that burger and fries? And I feel like I have to eat the salad. Why why does she get to have desserts? And I don't. And I really wanted that. I wanted to have that normal relationship with food. And I just didn't think it was possible for me until one day I realized it was. It absolutely is possible for me to have that, for me to heal this relationship I have with food and exercise in my body. And it is so possible for you too. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people have been where you are right now. They have been where you are right now. And there's people out there that want to help you and want to help you overcome this relationship with food that you have and this fear around food or gaining weight that you might have. And if thousands and thousands of people have been exactly where you are today and have overcome this, then you can too. There is nothing special about me. There is no reason why I could heal my relationship with food and you can't. But that is something I used to tell myself. It's possible for other people, but it's not possible for me. I used to say that, but it is possible for me. And the one thing that was standing in my way was my mindset and that limiting belief. I had to overcome that limiting belief because I thought it wasn't possible for me. But that is the limiting belief and it is possible and it is possible for you too. So you can have this normal relationship with food that you so desperately want. It is possible for you, but you have to want it and you have to do the work to get there. It's not just about going to therapy once a week for an hour. It's also about what happens in between those therapy sessions. What practical steps are you taking to meet that end goal that you have of healing your relationship with food? 
Okay, moving on to number four. So maybe you are tired of missing out on social events, traveling, and going out to dinner without experiencing fear and anxiety. You're tired of missing out on these things and you want these things in your life. Maybe you value going to social events with friends, you value traveling, and you value going out for dinner with friends or with your family. But at the minute, your actions and your behaviors are not aligning with those values that you have. And again, I have been there. I have been in that position where I used to fear going out to dinner on a weekday, eating food that I hadn't cooked myself because I had the limiting belief that any food that wasn't cooked by me was going to be bad for me. Or if I went out for dinner and I ordered something that would actually taste nice, I thought any food that tasted nice, it must be bad. It must be bad for me because no food should taste this good. I thought food was just there to keep me alive. And that was it. And I didn't need it for fun. I didn't need it for emotional reasons. I didn't need it for cultural reasons. I didn't need it for taste. I just needed it to keep me alive. That is what I used to think. But that again was my disordered eating, my eating disorder, selling me that story that I didn't need food beyond pure survival. But I did, deep down, I did, I wanted it. I was craving it. I was craving the dessert. I was craving to be able to just go to the beach and buy an ice cream without it being this whole big thing and without me having to think about, okay, where am I gonna restrict calories today because I've now eaten this ice cream. It means I'm not gonna be able to eat dinner. I'm gonna have to restrict some sort of dinner or where am I going to exercise? I've now eaten this ice cream. So I'm now going to have to take this into account when I exercise. And it's exhausting when your brain works like that. And you're constantly trying to calculate the calories. And when you're going to exercise to burn off what you have eaten, it is draining and it is exhausting thinking like that all of the time. So maybe you just want to be able to go out for dinner and not think about when you're going to burn off that food or go to that social event and not have to add up every single calorie or restrict for the entire day until the evening you go to that social event. Maybe you want to be able to eat during the day and then go to that social event and not not overeat and not binge eat because This was something that I used to experience. If I was going out in the evening, I would restrict all day to the point that when I went out, I was starving and would end up overeating or binge eating or just making choices that were not that sensible because my body was so hungry. It was craving all of the food. So I had to get to a place where I could eat throughout the day and still feel good about myself when going to that social event in the evening. And let me tell you, it is the most freeing feeling when you know you can go traveling to social events out for dinner without being crippled by this fear and anxiety around the food that you are eating. And if you are sitting there thinking, I want that, I really want that, then you are ready. You're ready to start healing your relationship with food because it is possible for you. It is possible for you to get to that place and to have all of the things that you want. Okay, number five, your behaviors are not lining up with your values, but you want them to. And so this goes hand in hand with number four as well, actually, because if your values are social events, traveling, going out to dinner, that kind of thing, like meeting with family and friends, but going out for a donut and a coffee, then 
it, it does tie in with number five, but maybe you have other values in life, but your behaviors right now are not lining up with those values. Because at the minute, maybe if you do value going out for dinner, you're not living up to that value if you're feeling the stress, fear and, and anxiety over going out to dinner. So you're avoiding going out to dinner and socializing with a friend because your eating disorder or your relationship with food right now is stopping you from truly being able to live out that value. And when you are in alignment with your values, this is when you are going to feel your happiest. This is when you are going to feel like you are living out your happiest life and your true purpose in life as well. So some questions that you can start asking yourself, what are your values? What are your values? Make a list of what all of your values are and then make a list of what do you want your values to be? Maybe it's different or maybe it's the same. And then ask yourself, okay, if I was going to think of someone else in this situation, someone else had these values that I have, I have written down, how would they behave? How do you think this person would behave knowing that this list that you've just written down were their values? How do you think they would behave? And then ask yourself, how do I behave? How do I behave? And then how do they differ? Make a list, write these down, and then you can look at it on paper. And it really helps you see it from a different angle. It helps get the thoughts outside of your head onto paper and see it from a different perspective and a different angle and actually realize, oh, okay, yeah, I get this. Like I need to start changing my behaviors. So they are more in alignment with what my values are. And so look at that list of how do you behave and that list of how would someone else behave knowing that these were their values? Are they in alignment? Are they the same or are they different? And if there is misalignment, how can you start aligning your behaviors so they do match what your values are? Because again, this is when you are going to feel at your happiest, when you are living according to your true values. Okay, last but not least, number six, you are ready to befriend your body and you are ready to accept it for what it is. This is a hard one because we are taught by society that we shouldn't love our body. We've been taught that we should constantly be on a diet and constantly be trying to change our body. But what if I told you it doesn't have to be that way, that you can enjoy life and enjoy life in the body that you are in right now. Your body is your forever home. She isn't going anywhere. So it's incredibly draining and exhausting to keep fighting her. And when you think about it, are you happy to continue like this? Are you happy to continue for the rest of your life fighting against your body? Because I knew I wasn't. I was exhausted. I was drained. I wanted to befriend my body. I wanted to be in a place where my body or my perception of my body did not dictate how much food I was going to eat that day or did not dictate the mood I was in that day or did not dictate whether I was going to have a good or a bad day. I wanted that power. I didn't want my body to have that power. I get to choose whether I have a good or a bad day. My perception of my body doesn't change that. Yes, maybe some days I'm having a bad body image day, but that doesn't mean I have a bad life. And that doesn't mean I am having a bad day. You can still have a good day, but not feel totally confident in your body that day. Healing your relationship with your body is not about loving your body 24 seven. It is just about accepting it for what it is and feeling neutral towards it and not letting it dictate your mood. 
Okay, so your body, it does everything to keep you alive. That is her main job or his main job. If you are male, listen to this. When she sends you or when she or he sends you hunger signals, it's literally just doing its job. Like that is your body's job to send you hunger signals. It is basic survival mechanisms. It's its job is to keep you alive and you need food and you need the calories from food to stay alive. Your body isn't out to get you, okay? It is working for you, not against you. Yet we repay our body through self-hatred and self-abuse when all our body wants to do is help us through life and help us thrive so we can do the things we love. Your body helps you do all of the things you love. If you dance, if you paint, if you go on walks in nature, if you do Pilates, if you do hot yoga, I don't know, whatever it is, if you go out for coffee with a friend, your body allows you to do that. And if you are someone who can just leave your house, leave your apartment and walk to the coffee shop to see a friend, that is a privilege. That is a privilege that you have and it is time to start showing some gratitude towards that and thanking your body for allowing you to do that. Okay, so if you do feel like you, you're you in a space where you want to befriend your body and truly heal your relationship with your body, this goes hand in hand with your relationship with food. So you are ready, you are ready to start this journey to healing your relationship with food and healing your relationship with your body. So if you resonate with anything I have said today, then please start thinking about what are the next steps that you can take? What are those practical steps that you can start taking to truly start healing your relationship with food and your body? And maybe that maybe that is working with someone, maybe that is working with a coach that can really help push you forward in your recovery journey. Okay, I'm going to end it there. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. I really do appreciate it. And if you can hit the little subscribe button, it really helps me out. It helps get the podcast out there. The more followers I have on the podcast, it helps push the podcast out there to more people. And please leave a review. A review also really helps push the podcast out there to more people. Share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, wherever it is that you are active and share it with a friend as well. Get the word out there and send me a message on Instagram. I love hearing from people that listen to the podcast. So send me a message. I would love to have a chat and answer any questions that you might have. So thank you again. I really appreciate you being here and I will see you soon for another podcast episode. Bye.